first there was Ben and Jerry. No way, that was Tom and Jerry. Then came the ice cream dudes. Anywho, fast forward a bit, and this is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Welcome to the show, everybody. Lewis, it's great to be here. Now, yesterday I got an almighty shock. You organised something for me. Yes. After the show. Yes, I organised something... For you, but also mainly to get revenge on your girlfriend because yeah. she and I have a, a little bit of a feud that she's not partaking in. She doesn't know about the feud, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely on, and you I'm definitely used winning. Me to get to her. Oh yeah, you're is... a pawn. You're my friend, but you're mainly a pawn. <laughs> I did felt used actually afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah. great. Also, I'm going to be exposing a business yet again. My favourite segment. <sighs> Who are you taking? Uh, you know, who are you taking down today? You ever had a fish Can't finger say. before? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're going you down. You not want to be a fish finger company right now. The biggest fish finger company in the world is going down. You're never going to taste a fish finger. You're never going to look at a fish finger the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Luke and Lewis for lunch. It's time to talk about, Luke, the feud that I'm currently in with your girlfriend. Yes, and it's awkward to be a third party in this feud because I'm good pals with both of you. And I hate to see. Well, surely me you like come... one more than the other. Yes, me. Well, yes. Good. Oh, mm. uh. Emily, if you're listening, sorry to tell you. <laughs> uh, the reason why we're having a feud is uh, a few months ago. About how I actually many months? like Michael more than both of you, by the way. Uh really? Yeah. I thought nobody liked Michael. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> applauding his own abuse. That's great. Good on you, Michael. Um, the reason why Emily and I are in a feud is a few months ago, you had uh, your 21st birthday party. She organized a surprise 21st birthday, uh, but she forgot to invite me. Yes, this did happen. Uh, I got to the event and I was like, oh, is Lewis coming later? And she goes, oh, I didn't invite Lewis. And I was like, oh, that seems odd since I see him every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was I was incredibly offended and I was I, I was joyous to know that she ended up crying about it because she felt guilty. That yeah, was great she, to hear. She was upset. I yeah. think she thought I was upset about it. Um, well, you were, obviously. Well, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, you were both crying together. I was like, don't worry about it. It's so you were crying fine. because I didn't show up and she was crying because you were crying and she felt guilty. That's if if that's what you want to hear, then... That's exactly what I want to hear. Well, Please tell me I'm right. That's exactly what happened. I knew it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm in a feud with, uh, with your girlfriend. I actually even gave her a call and tried to guilt trip her over it. I'm just mainly calling to... Show my appreciation for you inviting me to a 21st, because I know you do struggle with inviting me to 21st birthday parties. Um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> how, sorry, is that not fair? Did did you invite me to Luke's surprise 21st or? But no. So that was me calling her after going to her 21st party, which she did remember to invite me to. And you made her feel guilty about it six months later. Oh, of course. Like, she'd just gotten over it. And well, then I'm <laughs> not over it. I've had tell. no closure in this situation <laughs> until <laughs> until last night. So I actually uh, got revenge on, uh, on Emily. I planned uh, something incredible. I actually planned uh, another surprise 21st for you. Six months later. Yeah. It was a very big surprise, not oh. just because you surprised... <laughs> My friends and stuff, you 
it was surprising to realise that, uh, yeah, people still cared about my birthday, which happened in March. Well, of course they did. I mean, they haven't had a real 21st. The party's not here until I arrive. Well, you just weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, You're not Kesha, all right? The party, <laughs> the party does start before you walk in. I'm going to put a dollar sign in my name. I'm going to be Louis dollar sign. And then, you know, then I'll be a pop star and uh, I'll start all the parties when I arrive. Okay. So after the break, we're going to uh, actually play some of the recording of me throwing Luke his real 21st surprise birthday party, Um, and we're going to get to that in a second. Luke and Lewis for lunch. I'm in a feud with uh, Luke's girlfriend. It's a big feud. But you started. No, she started by insulting me because she didn't invite me. She forgot to invite me to your surprise 21st. Yes. And I think that's absolutely disrespectful, and right now I'm going to ask you to choose me or her. Go. Michael again. (laughs) Solid choice. Highly recommend. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous now. I, w- I wanted to go with, with Michael. Nah. Definitely. I'm, well, now all I have left is Emily. Emily or and Michael. And I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Emily or Michael, you'd be a close third. Well, you know what? That's fine. I don't need you because I've got mad party planning skills. I get friends to shop to anything that I need. Okay? So, uh, Emily didn't invite me to your surprise 21st. She claims she forgot. I say she did it on purpose to spite me. Um, so, to get revenge, what I decided to do was to plan a new 21st for you, the real 21st, which happened last night. And I invited all of your friends, all of your family. It was a great night. Um, and I just forgot to invite Emily. Just didn't cross my mind to invite her. Really? Yeah, you're... you're I know you see her every day. You're really close, just like you and I are. Yeah. But uh, just slipped my mind. I was like, Oops, okay. forgot to invite Emily. Ah. Don't know how that happened. It's almost like that was your plan the whole time. No, I j- it was definitely a mistake that I did <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> but uh, the, the, how, how I pulled this off was, because um, you had no idea about this new Surprise 21st, did you? No, genuinely, Surprise 21st are a do come as a surprise. And it did. Yeah. I did not see it coming at all. But the thing is, uh, our radio show ends at 2, and the surprise birthday was 6.30, so I needed a reason to keep you uh, at the station until 6.30 to go to a bar. Yeah. And I <laughs> came up with the brilliant lie that the content director of Sydney <laughs> in for, for Hit FM wanted to give us a show yes. and wanted to meet up at a bar for some reason instead of the station to discuss Which opportunities. I thought was strange because I was like, why wouldn't he just come to a meeting at the station? <laughs> and then I was like, also like, oh man. And I was like, in my head was like, dude, this guy thinks he's like trying to impress us by going to a bar. I was like, yeah. this guy's trying to come off as cool and hip. I'm like, mate, just, I thought it was weird, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to question this guy's methods. Yeah, you were really so. You were, th- you were already thinking about the logistics of moving to Sydney to do a show. Yeah. You were like, they better pay us a lot of but money the thing to move. Is, you were like, oh. Like, yeah, you were like, oh, try and get him really excited about the Sydney thing. And I was like, oh, it'd be a bit annoying moving to Sydney. <laughs> I'm like, it's quite expensive, isn't it? I just yeah. started thinking of all the downsides. I did start planning my life. Yeah, well, that's good. But um, anyway, so fast forward about four hours of freaking out about potentially being the biggest show in Sydney <laughs> instead of being on Triple M Modern Digital. Uh, we get to the bar. Um, I had to take Luke upstairs to the private function room, which, again, you didn't find suspicious for I some did. reason. You were like, oh, let's look, because uh, the whole thing was the guy's man is here, and I was like, oh, dude, I don't see him. How do we know who to look for? And then you were like, oh, we'll, we'll check the private function room. And I was like, oh, dude, it's, there's a sign. It says there's a private function. We shouldn't go upstairs. And you're like, no, we'll just check. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I went up to stairs with you to be like, told you so. Yeah, Why and then that's when this happened. Surprise! Surprise! Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Have to sing. Happy birthday, dear Luke. Happy birthday to you. It's your 21st birthday, but Emily's not invited this time. Thank you for all coming. <laughs> So there you go, mate. Happy 21st birthday, minus Emily. And I also started, I realized just in that clip, I started singing my own happy birthday because I I was like, oh, whose birthday is Because it? <laughs> it was my birthday six months ago. And I was like, oh, we're celebrating someone's birthday. Isn't this fun? And then everyone's like, no, it's for you. And it's I was, for you. Again, the real and birthday. And for a bit, I judged all my friends thinking like, man, they don't know where my birthday is. That's rude as. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the main thing was that Emily wasn't invited. She was not is... there. She was not present at the event. Yeah. This was all to spite her. Um, so what I did before the show is I gave her a call just to rub it in. Hello. Hi, Emily. It's Lewis calling. How are you? Good. Thanks, Lewis. What's up? Um, I just wanted to ask how your night last night was. What did uh, you do? Did you get up to anything? No. No? You didn't get invited anywhere? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you, now you know how it feels. Oh, why did I miss out on the party? Yeah, actually. I, I threw Luke uh, another surprise 21st and uh, specifically chose not to invite you. <laughs> Well, that would be it. That's fine. I, look, now we're even. I'm glad. <laughs> glad we're on equal ground I can, now. No, you, you care. I can, I can hear that you're caring. I can hear you're breaking up. Here, listen to this. It was a full-on surprise. Surprise! Happy birthday. This is what you missed out on. Oh, that's a real bummer. It was real friends, nice. family, no girlfriends, me. Just, just everyone except for you was at this 21st, and you really missed out. That's such a shame. Would have been real fun on a... Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah, I just I just wanted to let you know um, after the fact that uh, I did not invite you, and in fact, was it a conscious decision? Or did yes, you get yes, I decided not to invite you as revenge because you did invite me to his previous twenty first. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, I uh, his real twenty first, the real surprise one, the better one, uh, you were not invited to, and you really missed out on it. Hey, Emily. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't miss out on anything. It was a real stinker. Um. <laughs> I would never get Lewis to plan a party again, honestly. <laughs> Don't listen to Luke. He has no appreciation for good 21st, okay? He didn't he appreciate know what he my likes. 21st either. He just bummed his friend wasn't there. So. Exactly. So we, we, we really did the real break. one, and uh, we were very happy that you weren't there. So uh, I'm going to hang up now. I'm not even going to say goodbye. More Luke and Lewis after this. They're just on the phone to their mum. Triple M Modern Digital. Last night, Lewis, you threw me a second surprise 21st birthday after the show because you were offended that my girlfriend Emily forgot to invite you to my actual surprise 21st um, in March. I, sorry, you keep you keep saying yes. my second 21st. You yes. kept saying the first one, your actual one. Yes. Uh, I think uh, everybody knows the rule. Doesn't count if your best mate wasn't there uh, and your girlfriend forgot to invite him. It's a very common right. rule. So you've only actually had one 21st. Michael actually came to the first one, so my best mate was there. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. Um, anyway, so yes, last night we had this fake second 21st. Uh, just, and, um, you, which, you're in, do you want look, me to continue doing this show with you? I'll start a feud with you and your girlfriend. I don't care. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't care. And if you you want to band up with Michael, I'll feud with every. I don't care. I'll feud with them. I'll be my own little island. I'm, I'll create my own show called the Lewis Show that is on this show. <laughs> Welcome to the Lewis Show. Today, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> That'd be a great show. Sorry, I now, can't hear you, Lewis. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
So what was interesting though? So we got to this. It was a big surprise. Mm. Friends were there and stuff. And then it was like, ah, I organized this for you. Great. And it was good fun. And then I kind of realized it was a good way to realize who my who your real who friends my were. real friends were by yeah. who actually showed up. Yeah. To this so event. for example, your girlfriend didn't show up, so she's really not your girlfriend. <laughs> well, you didn't invite her. Well. That's debatable. So, but someone who was invited... Actually, that was the whole point. Yeah. (laughs) Someone who was invited was my mate, Stefan. Yes. And he works next door to where we had it, pretty much. Just down the road. I don't know if you know this, but I had a secret group chat set up with about everyone who was invited. And he said in the group chat, oh, awesome. This is just down the road from where I work. I'll definitely be there. He did say that. That's what he said. And uh, he wasn't there. No. Didn't make an appearance. So, we gave him a call. I would just ask him... You know, what was keeping you so busy on a Wednesday night? Yeah, because it's not not even just a Wednesday night. It's down the road. So From he would work. have he would have chosen not to go. It wasn't like, oh, couldn't make it too far away. He, yeah. he would have had to go, hmm, this is on tonight. I'm not going to go. Yeah, so I wanted to call him and ask him why. So I gave him a call before the show. Hello. Hello, Stefan. It's Luke. Yeah. Okay, mate. How you going? Um, I just wanted to know what you're up to last night. Uh, see, I had a uh, I had an event on, but I kind of just bailed. He's already backpedaling. <laughs> yeah, um, you sprung bad, mate. I invited you to your one of your good friends' surprise twenty first, and you didn't show up. That's just bad friend behaviour. It is, isn't it? Um, look, I'm I'm trying to work out a deny. Like, you just didn't want to come. No, I wanted to come. Well, heck I, I, had, I had like like it was sixth on my list. Like I had ten things on that night, and oh, I was like, that busy six. on a Wednesday. And who's more <laughs> important than a twenty-first, a secret twenty-first for your good friend? <laughs> Obviously, Luke, you just don't value him as a friend, and uh, you it, won't be invited to any future surprise birthdays that I organise. I'm pretty sure Luke's twenty-first was in March, mate, and uh, I was there. Well, well, that's true. He no. was there at the twenty. Yeah, but that one doesn't count because I wasn't there. So the point was, the you you know you didn't show up to the real twenty-first. I mean that that first one that you went to was just a practice run for the real one, which happened last night. Oh uh, yeah, I, I missed that completely, boy. That's like showing up to the wedding rehearsal but not coming to the actual thing. You're a bad friend. I missed the headline act. Good say. Yeah. So what was your excuse? We what were you doing at six twenty p.m. last night? Well, you know, Stranger Things 2 just came out, so, like, you know, that's pretty important. Luke, you need to get rid of this guy. Hang up on him. What a dog. <laughs> Stranger Things 2 is on Netflix. You can, it's literally an on-demand platform. You can watch it at <laughs> any time. It's not like it was on at 6.30 on Wednesday. No. That's a poor excuse from a poor friend. Get rid of this bloke. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe stop organizing Surprise 21st at 6.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to cancel next week's party. (laughs) Luca Lewis for lunch. Today, let's yabba-dabba do this. Businesses exposed. Ah, you've been a naughty business. (laughs) Let's yabba-dabba do it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Is this Flintstones related? No. exposing the Flintstones? No, it's not. Um, I I, Alternatively, I could have said, let's Scooby-Doo this. Yeah. But that wasn't as long. The the length of this is really important. Okay. We're Who getting distracted. Today? It's time for me to expose the business. Today, I'm exposing Captain Birdseye, the fish finger company. The company or the mascot? The mascot and the company. Which is by owned association. by the company. Yes. So, uh, as you know, Captain Birdseye, you would think, oh, that guy's a captain, right? 
Yes. It's in the name. His name's it? Captain Birdseye, and he's on a ship because yeah. he uh, sells fish fingers. He wears a uniform. Does he's... he fish them personally? No. I think I... he'd get his, his fisherman well, to do it if he's the captain. He wears a uniform, uh, like a military uniform. So mm. he must be like in between sinking submarines. Oh, he catches he's fish fingers on the fish. side. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns, well, he catches fish and then he turns them into fish fingers. I don't yeah. know if you know this, Luke, but you can't actually catch fish fingers. No, you have to catch fish, turn them into a yeah. finger. Yeah. The yes. more you know. <laughs> well, fish don't have fingers. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, he deals with um, international uh, naval affairs mm. and then he gets onto um, breakfast Food. International breakfast. When do you food? eat fish That's fingers? That's not a breakfast food. I've had it for breakfast before. Really? Yeah. Family's exposed. Your mum for feeding you fish fingers. No, I... Did it myself. Mm, that's that's. I still think that's child abuse. Actually, like, that is wrong. Yeah. Come to think of it. No, I liked it. Yeah. Mm, wrong. Although, be fair, I don't wake up at. That's lunchtime for me. Most people. Yeah. My breakfast is twelve. I so. suppose so, but I don't think you're going to be eating fish fingers at all anymore after I hit you with this bombshell. Oh. So, Captain Birdseye, um, he wears a uniform. Military historian actually noticed that uh, the captain, to be captain, you need to have four stripes on your wrists, on your uniform. That's what it is to be a captain. But Captain oh, no. Birdseye only has two stripes, <gasps> making oh him God. a lieutenant. Oh, my God, I'm so exposed. <laughs> captain Birdseye is stealing honour. He's pretending to be a captain when he only made it to lieutenant. Ridiculous. And so He has a boss who is a captain. Yeah. Who's the actual Captain Birdseye? That's what we need to find out. Where is Captain Birdseye? Is his name even Captain Birdseye? (laughs) Well, yeah, he's Lieutenant Birdseye. And that's not nearly as catchy. You know what I think's happened? Lieutenant Birdseye is keeping Captain Birdseye locked locked down underneath the ship. And he's commandeered the ship, moved it away from its more important military (laughs) operations, and directed it into uh, trying to get fish to turn them into fish fingers. Ridiculous. I don't want to buy... I don't want to eat a fish finger... From a lieutenant. Mm. Mm. I've got a quote from the military historian. He said, I've been following the captain since the 70s when I was a child. He's been a beacon and a role model for me since then. So this guy's been inspired by a liar. Of course. His childhood hero has turned out to be a fraud. It's ridiculous. And uh, Birdseye have actually responded to this. Do you want to know what they said? That's like being a massive Bill Cosby fan. I know. It's ridiculous. And not another one. Um... (laughs) Uh, a spokesperson for Birdseye said, Paddy, it's clear the captain can't sail anything past you. He does regularly alternate his uniform. Well, Birdseye, um, the captain can't sail anything. He's not a captain. He's no. a lieutenant. The captain sails. The lieutenant does what the captain says. Yeah. So, ridiculous. He could maybe like, you know, if, if the captain asked him to sail it, then perhaps he could give it a go, but I wouldn't mm. trust him. No, I wouldn't. And uh, they also followed up with, uh, why? Why does he wear this uniform? Well, Captain Birdseye isn't one to brag about his sailing feats, only his freshly caught fish. Well, clearly he does brag because his name is Captain, Captain Birdseye. Birdseye and he he wants... puts it on front of the packet. Mm, I know. That's it's... gloating in its finest. And final bombshell, just before we end this. Oh, no. Are you ready? Yeah. Captain Birdseye. Well, by the way, I'm not ready, but go. Okay. Captain Birdseye, when you look him in the eyes, what do you see? Human eyeballs. Human eyeballs. I wasn't ready for that. Oh You're God, right. I'm so exposed. He needs to change his name to <laughs> Lieutenant Human Eyes. <laughs> this is Luke and Lewis for lunch.
Lewis, uh, you're probably wondering why I've brought in a friend of mine from the radio station. Yes, I am. I've uh, got, uh, I didn't consent to bringing friends in, otherwise I would have brought all mine in. You don't have any. You go to the movies by yourself. <laughs> now, um, I've brought in a good friend of ours from the, the radio station, James Blake. James, welcome to the show. It's good to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Now, you're uh, welcome. I wanted to bring I up... said you're welcome on behalf of Luke. Thank you. <laughs> but from you, yeah, but it's from Luke. It's belligerent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I-, I wanted to bring you on, James. Um, I think you have an idea of why you're here, but uh, I wanted to bring up something that happened, I think, about three years ago for you, maybe. Mm, yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. <laughs> bring um, your guest in for some very relevant content. So, <laughs> well, we added each other on Facebook where, you know, we've recently met, so we added you, and I was having a bit of a scroll, as you do when you add someone. And I honestly didn't have to scroll far to find <laughs> what was a masterpiece on your Facebook wall. It was a photo of you on a train with... So the train seats have a very distinct pattern on them in Melbourne. Yep. And you are wearing... What can only be described as the Metro train seat t-shirt yeah. version. I'm yeah. showing Lewis the oh, picture I've now. Oh, I've seen this photo. Now, <laughs> You're that guy. The interesting thing about this <laughs> was that this went viral. It did. So yeah. you're wearing, uh, I don't know how I best described it. There's blue seats with very like signature patterns on it. The and pattern is, is designed specifically to hide dirt. Yes. yes. And you're and like, I want that on hope. a t-shirt yeah. because... I'm a messy boy. (laughs) Now, before we get into why you did this, this went viral on just about every news.com, Lad Bible. It was everywhere at the time. And I actually remember seeing this at the time. was scrolling through the news and went, I I know this guy. (laughs) And then that's how I knew you. Now, did you buy that T-shirt on on purpose for that reason? I actually got it for a birthday present. So, so it was a joke gift? It was a joke gift, yeah. So, like, well, that's good, because if, if you bought that T-shirt for yourself, I'd be questioning why Luke is friends with you. <laughs> or anyone, for that matter. Oh, to be fair, it would be more of an indication as to why Luke is friends with me, wouldn't it? Be? <laughs> that's a big goal. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you explain just this, really? like, Because <laughs> w- it went so viral, it's yeah. ridiculous. Were you intending to go viral no, with this so meme? No, so what happened was um, I wore it to work one day and then I went out with a mate and we went, we're going home on the train and like, I, I did the big reveal where I took off my jacket and then like, there it was. I was lined up with the train pattern and it was sick and we took a photo. Um, but his Facebook settings were so shit that it instantly went viral in Norway um, <laughs> because he he didn't have like only show my friends. Then it got popular in Italy, got popular in Ireland, England, and then it came back to Melbourne, and that's where it got I popular. thought it would get popular here, because everyone recognises no, the, the Itali- No, the Italians are into weird, kinky memes. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> the reason why I brought this to the show is, I've also become a meme in the past. I had a viral video that I did do, also intentionally. So I was wearing those small kid sunglasses with flames on the side. People refer to them as speed dealers. And I was squatting, ignoring signs, and it was a series called You Don't Own Me, which also became a meme and went viral. And it got me thinking, wow, you're the only one here, Lewis, who hasn't Mm. become a meme, yet you do internet content frequently. I'm surrounded by meme lords, and I haven't become one myself. I'm feeling very emasculated. So I wanted to... Emasculated. I wanted to challenge you. You just high-fived (laughs) midair, because no one wanted to give you that. Absolutely earned that. Um... So really, what I wanted to do is challenge you to become a meme yourself. Can you... I can do that. 
Can you come up to the likes of meme memedom that uh, James and I Easy. possess? You know what? It seems to me that the key to memedom <laughs> from James and yourself is uh, a particular item of clothing. So you had the Speed Dealer Sunnies. Yes. You had a train t-shirt. Mm. I just need to find uh, a meme item of clothing. Easy. All right. You have one day. I'll get... Come back tomorrow. You, if, you're, if you haven't gone viral by tomorrow... Cu- give me a couple of days because I've got to do a gig tonight. I'm right. going to get... I'm going to get a, a half, a, half a million, a million views. Whoa. I'm going to get a million views. <laughs> Big call. That's this a is massive call. Watch me get a million views with an item of clothing <laughs> and a behavior. Okay. <laughs> right? Challenge accepted. This is Luke from and myself Lewis for lunch. Lewis, James just headed out. Yes. Uh, he actually works here. He has things to do. Important uh, things to he do. He has a job. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, even though he rocketed to meme fame yes. uh, for about two seconds, he didn't make any money out of it, so he does have to have a job. Yes. Um, His job, have... though, actually here, is making memes. Yeah. I didn't know that was a job. Yeah. Well, I think they saw his early success in the meme game. He would have went... gotten a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see him working, he's like scrolling he's through. He's putting like a rake on Drake's head, and I'm like, being productive? He's like, yeah, mate. <laughs> Yeah, like whenever I look at him, I actually think that he's like procrastinating or not doing work. And then I, I notice that he's attaching a little hit logo to the meme. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that, that makes it work for some yeah. reason. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so James has left. And um, the, what I wanted to ask you, though, just you just made a big call. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, I made, a, did. I made a, an easy call. Uh, so if you, weren't, if you just tuned in, Lewis just made the big call that uh, James made a meme earlier, uh, which, which is... Uh, he made about 2014, I think, mm. and uh, we found out during the song that it wasn't the first ever radio interview he's done about the meme. He was actually on no. the hit breakfast show here at the yeah. time. What he did was he bought a t-shirt that has the same pattern as a train seat on it, then he sat on the train seat and it looked like camouflage and yeah. it went viral. So it looked like he had a floating head. Yeah. It just was pretty much, yeah, it was exactly the same pattern, went viral, we're talking every news article, uh, just, you know, Facebook, Instagram, the whole lot. Yeah. I saw it at the time, I remember seeing it, and uh, then I we also realised I'd, I'd I've become a meme before yes. with that with my You Don't Own Me franchise where I wear the silly glasses. How many views did you get with that, do you think? Oh, like on, like mine, like 16 million, but worldwide, I think 400 million, maybe? Yeah. It yeah. keeps on going up every day. So that's, you know, 40% of Gangnam Style. Yeah. Know, just a cool 400 million views. Yeah. How much money did you get from it? Absolutely diddly squat. Thanks, Facebook. Cheers. <laughs> and I challenged you... To you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of meme lords here at the radio. I was feeling pretty your meme, insecure. Mate? I felt like oh, I'm the only one without a meme. I need to get, I need to get my views up. I need to become one with the meme. Mm. Um, so I made a pretty easy challenge for myself. Of uh, I said half a million views at first, but I thought you know what, that's not a meme. A meme is at least a million views. So I'm, I'm going to get a million views. And what were you thinking? Um, with going with well, I, learning from you guys, the meme pros, it so seems to be you can either do a photo meme, which mm. was James's, or mine was a video. Yeah, which area are you going to play in? I'm, I think video. Okay, um, because you can't get views on a photo. Yeah, I thought that was quite obvious. Oh, you could get a million likes, but that's all. That's a lot harder. Nah, <laughs> that's heaps. That's ridiculous. Um, I was thinking that because you wear uh, speed dealer sunnies in your video, yep. James wore a silly T-shirt. So I'm thinking the key component here is funny clothing. So I'm going to wear a silly T-shirt and Speed Dealer Sunnies in my meme. Combine the two. Yes. And uh, million views, doesn't even matter what I do. I can just read a book and everybody be like, oh, look what he's wearing. <laughs> like and share. <laughs> do you reckon that's how it's going to go? Down? Well, there's actually, no. if you need any more help, you could actually go to our Northwestern University in Illinois in America. They run uh, a class at the university, an actual class called uh, Internet Memeology. <laughs> 
You can so, actually study memes. So if you need any practice before you do this meme, mm. maybe sign up to Northwestern Well, University. actually, uh, I, my education uh, history is quite similar. So I failed high school, um, and I would say that gives you just as many qualifications as that degree would. Yeah. <laughs> There's a direct <laughs> quote from the professor who's a professor in sociology, but he teaches memeology. He mm-hmm. says... So he's not even qualified yeah, to teach his own course. Because people were doubting the fact that this was actual education, and he struck back with students majoring in internet memeology won't just be derping around. <laughs> he said a meme, and he's... <laughs> Okay. He was trying to justify that guy it. just said a meme from about 2001, yeah. so I he's, think he needs to quit. Yeah, he's, he's not, not qualified. No, not at all. But yeah, this this course got started because our students signed a petition. Do you want to join that course before you do your meme, or do you just want to go straight ahead? And- Mate, I don't need it. I, I failed Ooh. high school. I haven't even done TAFE. I don't need education Doesn't to do need this. to go to meme I'm going to get... Give me, give me a couple of weeks to figure out what my, what my uh, meme is, and uh, when I get there, I'm going to get a million views, and you'll all be sorry. Luca Lewis for lunch. Lewis, you have taken. Uh, oh, don't do it now. Don't do what? Okay, you've. <laughs> this is what I was going to bring up. Yes. You have an addiction to that megaphone. Yes, I don't know what you're talking about. Yesterday on the show, you started obnoxiously and annoyingly using that megaphone on the show. Mate, what's obnoxious about this? <laughs> nothing obnoxious about this. Please enjoy some music. <laughs> That was pretty obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean. So you've been... So yesterday we had a megaphone uh, for another reason, and you decided to bring it into the radio show, and it was all you could do yesterday on the show was use the megaphone. And then you've since... Conti- that was fine. I was like, Mate, oh, that's oh. great radio. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that sounds that's real great. brilliant. You're me. welcome, everyone listening at home, for, but, that, uh, <laughs> for the music. Right, so then you continued this mm. obnoxious behavior this morning throughout the office. You were just yeah. going around. There's people, this is an office workspace. It's a quiet area. People are in marketing, sales, just trying to get the job done. That's what I'm trying, trying to help to them do. get money for this station. I'm trying to help them get the job done You're walking with the assistance through. of a megaphone. <laughs> this is what Lewis was up to this morning in the, uh, which one's first? What we were doing first before that you is, did uh, too. well, I, I was in the office. We'll play that one second. But what I did first was we, uh, there's actually a balcony that overlooks because our office is <laughs> on top of a shopping centre and for some reason we have a balcony that overlooks the shopping centre so you can see everybody at Coles at Baker's Delight and I thought that they might need a little bit of help with their shopping that's helpful what was helpful about it? You just informed them that you'd found a megaphone and said it'd continue your shopping. No, I said, please enjoy your shopping. So that's really helpful. I let, I let everyone know that they should continue to enjoy their wonderful shopping experience, which was enhanced by the megaphone. You gave people a fright. That's I what do, you did. I, I did scare a few people with the alarm. I tried to turn the megaphone off, but hit <laughs> the alarm people button. People thought there was a fire. Which is a, <laughs> easy, That's an easy mistake to make. We've all done it, haven't we? I mean, it's, it's, it's a very common thing. You're trying to use a megaphone. Yeah. Next minute, you hit the alarm button. People think there's a there's a fire or a gunman in, in in the in the shopping center it's happened all the time right and then you brought this obnoxious behavior into the office fine yes, to do because, it externally well i did the reason why i did this was because maddie our producer recently moved desks 
away from us because she said that we were too distracting yeah. and she kept getting distracted and she wasn't being productive. She so. actually said to me, I'm really excited to move downstairs. It'll be so much quiet. I actually get some work done. Yeah, so and I thought... you found a megaphone and we're like, oh, no, you won't. Well, I just wanted to make sure that she was still being productive. So I went down to her office, down to her desk, and I did this. Attention, uh, everyone. I'm just looking for Maddie. There's Maddie in the, in the office. Oh, hey, Maddie. Um, just wanted to make sure you're not getting distracted at the moment sitting in your new office space. Are you getting distracted by anything at the moment, Maddie? I hate you. Please be productive or I'll sound the alarm. Get to work. <laughs> that is all. That's now. helpful. That's really helpful. It's almost like she was actually being distracted by you with the megaphone. No, I was making sure that she wasn't being distracted and she was refusing to <laughs> obey me, which is why I sounded the alarm. So You could have said that. with. Do you think you could have handled that situation without a megaphone? Well, I, I did feel a little bit guilty about scaring the pants off whoever that first woman was. You yeah. probably did hear that Listen woman scream. Listen to the scream. audio again and you can hear a woman scream. <laughs> Because you walked in with a giant megaphone yelling at the top of your lungs. Yeah, but, you know, that would have shocked her, get some adrenaline into her system, so she would have been felt really, really no. psyched to do some work after that. I'm confiscating the megaphone. <laughs> I'm killing no, it. I'm like, yes, I am. No, I'm not. I'd stop, stop, stop. Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> give me back my microphone. Okay, this is... I Give me back my megaphone. Sorry, mate. I'm back. He wouldn't let me take the megaphone. Um, it's mine. It's my, it's my baby. I've named it. I've called it uh, pr- 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 uh, Productive Assistant. Yeah, what a terrible dad. Doesn't even know the name for his child. <laughs> I did. I just made it up then. Product- my, this is my Productive Assistant. Please be productive. <laughs> See? It works like a charm. All right? So uh, I'm going to keep this thing, and uh, you can all enjoy it for the entirety of tomorrow's show. This is Luke <laughs> for Lunch featuring Productive Assistant. Luke... Uh, Something interesting happened to me this morning um, between me and my mum. Um, I'm, I've, I'm just letting listeners know I've been unbanned from talking about mum on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't happy the last time you brought her up on the no, show. No, that but, was about uh, a week ban or a two week ban. Yeah, but this one's a this one's a more positive story. It's more of a more of a mum story, a okay. relatable mum meme. Um, okay. So what happened is uh, this morning I mentioned I woke up and I mentioned I had a bit of a sore throat. Um, just because I've been talking and I've been doing stand-up comedy and recording my podcast as well all day. I'm like, oh, my throat hurts. Um, so, and mum heard that and uh, didn't really say anything. Then I came to work today and I got a text uh, that mum sent me. She, te- uh, she took a photo of a, of a bottle of natural medicine that she went up to the naturopathy store on our, on, just on our shopping strip. And she got me... Some like uh, something to help with my anxiety, which I don't struggle with. Did you bring that up? No, I didn't you bring just that up. Be sore throat. I said I have a sore throat, and then she goes, "Oh, I've got something for your anxiety." Maybe she that thought you've never you were mentioned. anxious about having a sore throat. Yeah, she said, "Hi, I've got this made up for you. It's batch flower remedy. Um, we chose it specifically for you to help with anxiety." which I've never mentioned and I don't feel like I struggle with. Mm. And I felt, feel like if I did struggle with it, I wouldn't exactly go to a naturopathy as my first point of call. No, that wouldn't be like you go to a doctor or a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let me tell you what's in this thing. You might change your mind. This is what's in the, the ointment, which I haven't tried yet. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's got some wild potato bush. So there's an entire bush in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it has to be a big bottle. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's some Jackaranda. Don't know what that is. Some Paw Paw. I know what that is, only because of Paw Paw ointment. Yeah. Don't exactly know what Paw Paw is. It comes off trees, I believe. Okay. So, we've got a bush and a tree. Um, and this final ingredient called Crow-Eyed Susan. Oh, so there's just like some cross-eyed lady called Susan in the jar. <laughs> yeah, uh, sitting in a wild potato bush trying yeah. to climb up a pawpaw ah, tree. Get away from my potato bush because she's a crow. I can't see anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know, I don't know what the, these ingredients Traditionally, are. Crow-eyed, like crow is a sign of death. Like, so mum's trying oh, to kill me. Ravens. Oh, mm. they're similar. No, crows pretty are similar. A sign of crows, darkness yeah. and death. Not... Crows are just smarter ravens. So yeah. this this crow knows how to kill me. <laughs> How do you know so much about birds? I don't know, but anyway, on the on the bottle, it's this is the method. It says you, it's got it's got a little dropper, like an eyedropper. You take seven drops under the tongue, which is a lot of drops under the tongue. Yeah, what under seven drops under the tongue, morning and night, or as needed. So you don't swallow it. No, you just let it sit. And it says on the bottle, it That's says why my naturopathy name. is not medical science because you can't absorb things through your your bottom of your mouth. Well, I I also thought that why does it matter under the tongue? Like it like it's in- what's the difference between under the tongue or under? The- I don't put anything under my tongue. No, ever. Yeah, I don't understand. That's what, a, that's what a it clear is. space. That's like a you know those like at the train station, you know, like yeah. across the yellow line. I have one of those on my tongue. It's just a keep off zone. Well, under under the tongue, that's just uh, especially no lady's name Susan. Get that out of my space tongue. is reserved for your tongue when you're not using it. So if there's something under there, where are you going to put your tongue? Up. Uh, Uncomfortable. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Is that how all naturopaths talk? Because <laughs> they, they always, always have things under my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah, but what I was thinking is, uh, this bottle, it's it's like a homemade label and it has my name on it. They have made it specifically for me. Um, but I was thinking, uh, seeing as you're incredibly depressed at the moment, right... No. Well, you mentioned that your foot hurt, so I've just diagnosed you with depression as okay. well. Um, I, <laughs> I'm a naturopath as well. Um, you don't need any kind of degree for it. You don't need to be a medical expert. I thought that during the songs, I'm going to go out into the kitchen and just make you some uh, a natural remedy to cure you of your Do you have the actual depression. remedy that your mum has? Uh, no, I don't. I'm You're gonna, just going to make a homemade remedy? Yeah, I'm making something specifically for foot. you. Mate. You're going to be cured, okay? I'm going to fix you. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. Luke, just uh, before the break, we spoke about my mum getting a natural remedy for me from the naturopath to cure me of something I never told her I I was uh, dealing with. with, Yeah. Yeah. She, I, I told her I had a sore throat, and she made up a remedy to cure my anxiety, something yes. that I don't struggle with. And if you do struggle with, your first point of call probably shouldn't be a naturopath. No, it should be to go see a medical professional or yeah. some kind of person who's you know deals in that, not someone who deals in herbs and yeah. basil. Yeah, like really, if anyone's like forte is like, oh, cumin, cumin helps. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to get into herbs and spices, just go down to KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was thinking, seeing as, um, you know, a naturopath that mum spoke to diagnosed me with anxiety, I just became a naturopath myself. I just decided it because, yeah. uh, you actually don't need anything really. There's no board that approves. Well, there's no skill set in their profession. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. I yeah. actually trust you more than, you know what? Not more, just the same amount as an actual naturopath. So not so, at all. I. I'm actually terrified. As a naturopath, I've actually noticed that you have a sore foot. Um, or well, I've diagnosed Seems you with sore, sore foot disease. Just stomping it right now. Um, well, good. please don't do that. It might, that must hurt. Uh, nah, it's fine. Well, so, 
I'm gonna, it's, it's about, about it. to be fine because I'm going to cure you of it. What I did during the break um, is I came up with some natural remedies uh, for you that I'm going to uh, put under your tongue. Uh, I've got it here. Do you want to have a look in there? Here you go. He's looking at a glass. Oh my God, I want to vomit. What did you put in this? <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's a little bit of there's water. Uh, there's a little bit of pepper. There's some bi- the white stuff. Uh, that's bicarb soda. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's not, is that even edible? No, I don't. I checked with Michael. It's not poison. Are you sure? Don't you cook with it? Yeah. So it's you not poison. It. So yes. how is this supposed to help me? It's going to cure your foot. There's Do also I have to drink it. No, you have to put it under your tongue. You don't swallow, of course. I'm actually glad I'm not swallowing this. Yeah, good. Um, and, You've made uh, a lot. Oh yeah. There's, well, you have to put seven drops under your tongue. It smells uh, really nice. It smells like a lamington. Did you put coconut in here? No, no. There's a little bit of dishwashing liquid in there. Not too much. <laughs> oh, that's what it smells like. <laughs> Did you put dishwashing liquid Just in Just a it? pinch. That's poisonous. Yeah, that's poison. But you're not going to swallow it, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Actually, oh no, that's not natural, is this it? This is like Game of Thrones as. Yeah, um, that's not natural. Don't worry, no, don't worry though. I've balanced out dishwashing liquid with a gluten-free wheat bit that I've crushed up and right. put in there as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bit of rat poison in here too. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a bowl for you to, to spit it out. Uh, in so I'm just going to help you place this under your tongue. So can you please just raise raise your tongue here? Wait, uh, do we have to do this? Really? Yeah. Like this is like this is pretty low brow comedy. Low brow. This is medical. medical <laughs> All right, I'm opening up my mouth. Uh, right. And in it goes. I'm um, just seven drops. There you go. And spit it out. How long have you been for? Just just uh and remove. There you go. How's your foot? Fixed. Here he is. He's <laughs> cured him. Give me a round of applause, Michael. He's fixed. Yeah, but I'm thinking we're going to die from detergent poisoning. <laughs> My foot's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I'll. Uh, if you need uh, anything to fix your struggle with detergent, you just put seven drops of that remedy under your tongue. He's having a drink of water and spitting it into the bowl. So there you go, mate. I've just cured you with naturopathy. Oh, How do you feel? detergent on my laptop. So well, yeah, my foot feels great. Although, to be fair, it, there was nothing wrong with it. So I think that's why it felt great. Mm, mm. I disagree. Not I... sure if the pepper and detergent did anything. But <laughs> 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 it was bicarb soda. I don't even know what that is. But uh, I don't know why it was in the kitchen, the communal kitchen. Who's using bicarb soda on their toast each morning? <laughs> I feel sick. So you, <laughs> you know what? That's honestly, I feel the same as how I'd probably feel coming out of a naturopathist. Yeah, yeah. What so, are they called naturopaths? Naturopath. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, well, I've, not the, a real the main thing is I've cured you of your foot, and I would like a thank you. All right, are you going to try yours when you get home? No, no, I'm thanking you. And are you going to try yours when you get home? Yeah, it should cure my tongue? anxiety. That doesn't. Would you exist. like to try this? Um, I'll give it a sip. As well, I mean, it was I'm, you, you, a good doctor always trusts his own medicine. Can give me the bowl yeah, first before I spit it on the desk. A good doctor just, doesn't spill just, it on his friend's laptop. And oh, a that's good, gross. yeah. That's disc- oh, I just spit it on my laptop. Okay, yeah. that's it's time to clean up. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> the other day, we were in the elevator in the elevator at work, yes. and we high fived each other as we do, probably too much. Yeah, and we noticed that. It sounded incredible in the elevator. Crisp. Yeah. One Just of the best real high fives smack. ever had. It, it echoed throughout the elevator. Yeah. It was the best sound we ever had. So then we thought, well, man, we need to be in this elevator more often. Yeah. Because people use this elevator all the time. And yeah. then we were thinking, well, why don't we do an entire radio segment in the elevator? Just yeah. four minutes. So there's two elevators here at work and they're frequently used. Yeah. Um, so we thought, oh, look, we'll run it 
by our producer. We won't yeah. just go in and do it. Because we record all of our production meetings before the show just yeah. in case we forget anything that was said. Um, so we thought because the elevator gets used so much, we would clear it by our producer. So we asked her what she thought of the idea. Um, I got an idea for... We high-fived in the elevator the other day and we were thinking of doing a whole segment inside the elevator. The, like the, the office one that everyone uses. No one wants to hear you in an elevator for four minutes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's just boring. Why would anyone want to hear you in an elevator for four minutes? <laughs> you know what, Boring. Luke? Boring. That's uh, getting shut down by a producer. She's supposed to be supportive that and help us create content. a good show. That is great content. She clearly didn't hear the high five. Mm, you know what? I actually kind of agree with Maddie, our producer. It would be boring for four minutes. So I would like to officially announce that tomorrow we're going to be in the elevator for an entire hour. Two men. Five floors, one elevator, one hour. Whatever goes up, must come down. The Elevator Hour with Luke and Lewis. That is right. We are doing the Elevator Hour tomorrow. She thought, oh, boring for four minutes. Yeah, engaging for one whole hour. (laughs) An entire hour of tomorrow's show will be recorded from an elevator. We'll be talking to everyone coming in, everyone coming out. There'll be be probably at least 50 interviews. There'll be lots of high fives. It'll be just a great hour of radio. Oh, yeah. You know what? We haven't run this by Maddie, our producer. (laughs) No, we haven't told her about this. I assume she's listening now. Hi, Maddie. We're doing the entire show tomorrow in an elevator. We've announced it live on air, so we can't back out of it. So uh, you're just going to have to figure out a way to make this technically possible. (laughs) Because phone calls don't work inside elevators. I don't know how radio broadcasts will, but we're going to have to work it out in about 10 minutes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that brings us to the end. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to just get in that elevator tomorrow. I'm super keen. I'm going to be wearing I'm going to be wearing elevator-appropriate attire mm. because I assume it's going to get very hot I'm in there. I'm going to listen to elevator music the entire train trip in. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you have any suggestions for the elevator hour, what do the people want to hear while we're in the elevator? Do you have today. any ideas for segments or games or interviews we could do with people coming in and out? Because they will be, there'll be about 50 guests for three seconds on this show. Yeah. But uh, very keen. Tomorrow was the elevator hour, and that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> 